Hi, it's Paul. Hi, it's Damo. And it's time for the PD Sports Podcast. With Damo and Paul. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 33 of the PD Sports Podcast. Once again, another huge weekend of sport, and with me is Damo. Damo, do you want to welcome yourself uh, to another hello episode? Hello, y'all. It is Damo. It's the PD Sports Podcast. My favourite time of the week. What a big week it's been. Sport, life, everything. It's been huge. It has been massive. And look, I am so glad that every time we seem to delay the pod by day, something seems to just break in the Premier League, doesn't it? Something major always tends to rear its head to the public. And again, no uh, exception this weekend. Um, And it was so funny, like getting your message last night was just sort of hilarious as I was in the middle of of doing something um, to see that Nuno had been sacked. So that's obviously the focus today. yeah, kind of overshadows a pretty big weekend of uh, Premier League action and some of the bigger teams can be a bit lucky that this news broke because it sort of hides them from the spotlight. So yeah. I feel like that's probably the, the main spot for this week, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, we'll definitely go straight into the Nuno. Like, there's obviously other results. Obviously, there's a backing of Man United wiping Spurs all over the place. Um, and a yeah, big, and Ronaldo yeah, being Ronaldo. Yeah, Ronaldo's going to be class. You just need to give him service. Maybe there's something there for United playing with Cavani and Ronaldo up top. Don't know if that's sustainable. I like the three-back. I thought the three-back was okay as well in that game. But um, obviously the big more focus was definitely how poor Spurs were. Then United being amazing. Like, like they were good. Amazing. I'm not going to like yeah. give... I'm going to give United the credit they deserve. You know, and credit to Oli, he changed something. But Ronaldo plays a good ball for Cavani. Yeah. Bruno plays a brilliant one for Ronaldo. So, yeah. it, it, you know, it, sometimes you can't defend that quality. No, you can't. And that's the, and other, that's the other thing too. And we'll touch on the Spurs squad and how poor I think we both feel they are at the back. Um, but yeah. we will then also just like look at everything else. That This has a knock-on effect for a few clubs as well. The fact that Conte looks like he's heading there. Um, and then obviously, yeah, heavily yeah and then obviously we'll just mention the other results quickly. Obviously, Liverpool blew a two-nil lead. Thought there was a little bit more element of luck than uh, you know quality of the first goal. Yeah, that first goal. Um, yeah, Alisson can see that cleanly. Makes a save. In saying that, it's gone the perfect spot for that to happen. So, yeah, and look, credit Brighton. I'm never going to take anything away from Graham Potter. Um, he's also one of the other names that has been like linked to this Spurs job. I don't see that happening. Personally, yeah, I wouldn't leave. If I, was I wouldn't him. either. He's, He's also been, been so apparently out of nowhere linked to now the Newcastle job, but yeah, I would see that in the future, like not in the future, but maybe at the end of the season. I can't see him leaving mid season to arrive. I don't know why. He would. Um, other results, obviously, as well, is that we had obviously Leeds beat well, City, Norwich. losing City lost to Palace. Red card hundred a day for Laporte. We're not going to go into too in depth here. We need to speak about Nuno, which we could be here for two hours. Um, yeah, and you know what. Arsenal, I got to give them credit. I got to give nice Arteta win. credit, man. Like, yeah, he, I didn't think that was coming. I didn't think. I didn't think it was away. Look, the underlying stats in the Leicester game do say Leicester probably deserved to score a couple, and and, and Ramsdale, you deserve your men. They the were match. just dreadful in the first half. Though, oh yeah, they? they were a shocking. And that's all Arsenal needed, really. But credit to Arteta, he's turned the form. Yeah, he hasn't had like he's had a bit more of easier fixtures, but he's found something to build upon, and that's what you need sometimes as a manager. He's always lacked direction. I feel like he's found direction. He's found an 11. Um, he's found a way to get Lacazette and uh, Aubameyang in the team two weeks in a row now. We've, what I liked was it was two different roles. So last week it was a 4-4-2. This week, like, I saw the team line up and I was with Zach and I, I immediately thought, good, he's gone 4-4-2 again. And then Optus Sport had it as a 4-2-3-1. And I was like, 
you got to be kidding me. Lacazette is a 10. And then as the game progressed, you could actually see that in action. Like, he was dropping really deep. I was really surprised. And I thought Laka played well I for the you know, 60, 70 minutes he played. I thought he did. Um, and then, obviously, Odegaard came in for him as well. I thought Smith-Rowe was brilliant. Um, uh, yeah, he's found a role off the left, he hasn't does. he? He's, now, nailed, really. he's nailed on now. If you don't have him in your fantasy FPL, you've missed out there because he was really cheap before. Yeah, I was thinking about bringing him in, but now their fixtures uh, get a bit hard, so I'm I've, gonna, I've I'm had him in avoid for a that. Weeks, it's nice. Um, but uh, yeah, look, I've got to give just some slight credit here before we get into Nuno, Arsenal, Arteta, pat on the back, you turn the corner, and you know, you, let's see how they go with this harder yeah, run. Yeah, but they've the got a base thing. now because they've actually got on template a team they they can pick and work upon. And that's and that's where I bring about the Spurs and Nuno, and I'd be like, well, look at Nuno's fixtures that are about to come up, like the well, or Spurs fixtures now. Nuno's not there. Their fixtures are about to be like pretty, pretty good. They got Everton, which I think Everton aren't much at the minute. That's tough. It's not easy, but I feel like defensively there's goals. They're falling off a cliff a little defensively, bit. Defensively there's goals. You yeah. don't say that about a Rafa side, but yeah, they then got what Leeds, which look they're not having the best of year. Then they got Burnley. Brentford's more difficult than everyone thinks. Then Norwich, and I'm like, that is not a bad run. There's points That's there. not a bad run into you know early December, and then in the 13th of December they play Brighton away, which is difficult. But and that might start a bit more of a tougher run. Arteta got the time. I and there's a couple of reasons why Nuno didn't get the time. We're now speaking about Nuno. Now we're going to just transition in. Um, yeah. With the fixtures, I just feel like with those fixtures coming up, why aren't Spurs? just giving him time to find his feet it's so early like I think the big thing was so we spoke about it when the appointment happened yeah. it was clear that he wasn't the number one no he wasn't my my gut feeling is someone has come available whether it's Conte or not and probably is it looks like it is they've just gone bad loss pull the trigger let's go let's get the guy we really want in yeah. and we can do it now and then because they get, get favourable fixtures it allows them to blood in time. There's an international break after this week as well, which people aren't talking about. So you get that two weeks because not many of the Spurs players are representing their countries at the moment too. So they're going to be staying put, you know, at the training yeah. ground. So maybe it is the time. It's They get an easy fixture. Oh, easy. They get a favourable fixture this week. Yeah, Everton's defensive is not that great. Yeah, so they get a favourable fixture this week away from home. They can they can be pragmatic. They can sit there and force Everton to to play a bit more expansive and then hit them on the break the way that they normally do play. And it gives the whoever whether it's Conte whether it's someone else gives them two weeks to build a base and really springboard the season. And I I, I can get behind that and I like it. I just Nuno was there for what nineteen games, seventeen games. You know, I think it was nine wins, ten in the seven league. losses, two draws. I think in total in all competitions. And I'm just like, that's not enough time to implement, I think, a philosophy in play. I will say there's no been no sign of it working. I just feel like Spurs... It just shows been, they didn't want him. I, I, it just screams I just feel like him. it was a panic to get in. We mentioned that, I reckon, back in yeah. like, a long time ago on the pod, that Nuno wasn't the one. I think they really wanted Conte yeah. back then, and Conte's problem was that he wasn't going to go because Levy wasn't going to give him money to spend. And... Yeah. Look, there's been a lot of rumours coming out. First rumour is from Fabrizio that it is Conte. They've actually sat down with Conte's team and worked out a plan for the January transfer window where he's going to get money 
to spend and he's going to have money in the foreseeable future, which I think was the big stumbling block why the deal didn't happen previously. It's why they went for Nuno. Um, and then I also the second big thing that apparently is been reported, not even a rumour, is Nuno accepted the contract and I don't know why his legal team let him do it or why they drafted it in there. I do not know why. But apparently... I mean, it just shows he was desperate. He put in there and signed a contract where he had no compensation if they broke the contract the second. Which That's just crazy, is crazy. Like, look at the ball when he left uh, Crystal Palace. Palace paid him like six mil. Something like that. Yeah, something yeah. stupid. Something it stupid. was ridiculous. And I'm like, you need some sort of job safety where... If you've got to go in and do a job... He didn't have the leverage, though. That was the thing. So, because Nuno missed out on the Palace job, he missed out on the Everton job, he had no leverage. He couldn't say, I'm going to take this deal if you don't give me what I want. So, the Spurs had him where they wanted him because they're like, we don't really... Well, I wouldn't have said we don't really want you, but in their minds, they didn't really want him. They're like, look, you know, you can walk. They play, They they really played a fine line there because if Nuno said, no, nah, I don't agree to this, then I don't know who the hell would have gone in. But I don't know either. That's the thing. Like there was no leverage, and Nuno had no leverage. They knew he needed a job, so he was just going to have to take what was going to get put down. Uh, clearly, I think so. But no manager in their right one's taking that, surely. But well, it, it happens. You know, when you're desperate, you don't know where your next job's going to come yeah, from. Yeah, that's true too. I guess. Um, and look, I did think there was potential for Nuno to work at Spurs if he could get a system working, because he's a sort of guy that builds. You know, look what he did at Wolves. He's the, the, big at Valencia, stat, the big stat I've seen yep. is a team like Spurs are last in distance covered in the Premier League. Yeah, I know, League. and that sums up a big amount of their problems. That could be down to personnel as well, yeah. because looking at the squad, who really is a workhorse there? No one. The two centre, like the two more defensive minded midfielders, just screen. Yeah. In Skip and um, Hoiberg. Nah, gets up and down. And then Endon Bele is a more end product player. Yep. You know, they don't have like sons of workhorse up front, but it's a different type of yeah. running. The fullbacks don't overlap, so they they just stay there. There's no width, like there's no creativity, like there's just it's just get the ball to Spurs. There's nothing. Just get the ball to Son, and that's yeah. it. It's in transition. How fast can we hit him on a diag and hopefully get him behind? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Let Son do everything, and Kane's not firing. I feel for Nuno. He's come at a time where Kane's been like all over the shop. And maybe Nuno was hoping that Kane left so he had some money to bring people in. Um, yeah. I, I, I really feel like a lot of things have gone against Nuno, but Nuno's gone now. I think, personally, I think it's too early, but I like your idea of saying that this gives him the time to build maybe over the international break and all that, because I didn't actually factor that in. I think that's actually really smart, Paul. Um, so, yeah. put on your back. But, yeah. do you think Nuno's unlucky? I do, but it comes back to that point of Spurs were just looking for an out, and obviously if they found who they want, it's the way, you said it to me last night. It's the way they operated with Jose. Yeah. They got him in when they could. Yeah, I, I, I see, I see it. You know what yeah. I mean? But it's football. It's a business. Oh, yeah. That's like, it. And like, if, if Nuno was playing good football and the team was firing, then there wouldn't have been a problem. Yeah, and. But when you have a contract like that and it's going wrong, you can just you just go anyway. Why not pull the trigger? And if it's not going to cost you anything, you know what? Who you know cares? I don't know what I think's happened if Conte does sign. They've been speaking to Conte for a little bit now and just trying to work this out, yeah. knowing that Nuno is a glorified caretaker manager because he doesn't have to be paid compensation. Exactly. And yeah. I think that they finally have got to a decision where Conte's like, yeah, it's like when Mourinho came in. It was like this. Uh, it was like the snap of your fingers. 
No, that one must have been yeah, the same day they announced Podge. Yeah, it was like wheeling and dealing, and then it was bang, there you go, done. Let's do it, right? I think the same thing's yeah. happened here. They've done a little bit of wheeling and dealing, a little bit of work on Conte. While the form's not great, big loss to Manchester United, well, big in terms of how poorly they played. It was 3 0 standard, you know. By being United standards, it was a respectable loss because they got beat 5 0 by a certain Liverpool side a couple weeks ago. Just got to throw that out there for as much as I can. Um, but yeah, look. Um, and then they were like, all right, Conte looks like it's done. Pull the trigger. Bang. I'll be very interested to see if Conte happens in the next 24 hours because if it happens in the next 24 hours, I really believe that that deal was basically done and they just pulled the trigger on Nuno. Yeah. If it takes longer than 24 hours, something's happened in the negotiations with Spurs for it was done and Conte and his teams turned around and said, well, no, something there is not Surely right. they're not going to make the same mistake twice, are they? And show their their hand too early and then let it bite them in the arse like they did last well, time. Last one was all because yeah. they weren't going to give Conte money. And Conte needs to spend. And Conte's one of those managers that likes to spend and build like that. And uh, I would imagine Spurs are now turning around and go, right, what do you need? What can we work out? Is there a middle ground? Because we're not a type of club to go massive. But yeah, yeah, it may be the case that Conte turned around and go, well, I'm actually going to just sell Harry Kane. You guys just got to get over it. And there's some money there. Give me something extra on top of that, and off we go. Because I still think City will pay eighty million for him in the January transfer window. Well, the way that they're playing, um, they're probably going to be desperate for a striker. So um, I don't know. It's an interesting one because like, if I'm Conte, I'm saying to Levy, Newcastle are going to start spending. Let's go. Like we, we need to spend. Yeah. Or any realistically, any manager that steps in there should be saying. We need players. I need a team. This is not a team that's going to play to my my way. Because I don't think this team. I don't think you can mould it in any way that's going to play any football that resembles. I don't think the squad's good. Well, it's 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 top heavy, really, isn't it? It's got lots of class going forward, but yeah, there's no balance, and the players just it's not gelling. um, And then. You know, it's just one of those ones where I just don't see much happening. So uh, I'm very, I'm very intrigued to see what happens. I am too, especially if it's Conte, and especially if it's in the next 24 hours. I'm pretty certain that deal was already done, right before Nuno got the sack. Yeah. And that, I'm gonna be a big believer that that's gonna be the case. That by the time we wake up Wednesday morning, or the time we go to bed Wednesday night, Paul, it's currently Tuesday night now, filming this. That deal's done. Yeah, that Conte's in. If yeah. that's not the case, something's happened in the negotiations that Spurs were confident and Conte's team turned around, no. Ooh, something needs to be worked out here or else I'm not coming. And to be fair, there's been that much interest in Conte and the fact that he hasn't jumped into, you know, jumped into a job yet means he's hanging for the right terms in a deal for himself. Yeah. And it's smart because he, he, he knows he's what he's worth. He knows he's pretty good. Like He knows he's up there as a top yeah. five manager in the world. Right? Yeah, and he can demand what he and wants. That's what, look, I'm not going to relate it back to Manchester United too much. Man United would suit because United would spend, Conte would get what he wanted, and like yeah, it, it would be a that. match made in heaven there. And to be quite fair... But the issue is, yeah, how long are you waiting for that job? I mean, we've spoken about Oli. Conte but, doesn't care where the job comes from. Whoever gives him the right terms of this is what is going to be given to you for you to do your job, yep, that meets what I want to do. He doesn't care if it's Newcastle, United, Spurs, Crystal Palace for goodness sake. Could it could be Norwich turn around and said, "Well, actually, we've just been saving this money. We've got four hundred million. You want to go spend it, Conte?" Like, I don't think Conte would care. It would just be who's meeting my terms 
for me to do the best job, is what Conte would be saying. And I guess Spurs have turned around and said, yeah, okay, we're going to give you that now. It makes me think that United had the perfect scapegoat to sack Oli and do this last week. They decided to stick by him. And they missed it. So be it, right? I think United naively thought that they could wait a bit longer, right? And I think Newcastle have been also, biding their time in just making sure they get the right option, which I still think would have been Conte for Newcastle. And so I think Spurs have gone, well, poor performance, we can sack him, start talking to him. Okay, deal done, let's get him. I think that's kind of... Spurs have just gone deer in the headlights moment. United might sack Oli. Newcastle need a manager. We need Conte. Spurs, come here, off we go. I think that's kind of what's happened. Yeah, I agree. I think the, the other thing with me and United is they might owe Ollie X amount of money too. So for them, it's not financially viable to, to sack him You know, at this I point. I like that's the that other. they kept him from the point of view that they believe there's a project there and they're building to it, but how long? They're like, how long? And is it just to the end of the year? If it's just to the end of the year and then you're going to sack him or you're not going to be with him at the end of the year, then you may as well have got Conte in now. If they've got to turn around and say, well, no, we're going to give him to the end of the year, maybe look to you know, renew or keep him on for longer, then I can understand it with Oli a little bit more. But I felt like yeah. after what we did to him, it was the perfect time to say, thank you very much, Oli. Conte, what do you want? In you come, right? But, yeah. And with Oli, he's had time. And Nuno's obviously only had 19 games. So, yeah, look. That, that's the thing. I can't, I, I, I mean, we're talking about him being a, a care, you know, glorified caretaker. Yeah. It's the first time like I've ever seen such a short reign. You yeah, know what I mean? in the like Premier League era, for sure. But for such a big club to just go, yeah, we'll throw him away. Yeah, like it just—it's not arrogant. It but reminds it's just me of like, when and there might be people that don't even know what happened here when Brian Clough got sat from Leeds after he took over Revy back in like 1974. Yeah. Like Leeds at that time just won two Europa leagues, I think it was, and. You know, been deep in the Champions League, won a couple Premier Leagues, I reckon, under every Revy, got the England job. And Brian Clough went there from Nottingham Forest, being the best manager in the world, got sacked after 46 days. It reminds yeah. me of that. It just stinks of stinks of that. Two separate situations where Brian Clough said, well, actually, I've been battling these guys for this long. I think you just cheat the whole time. I'm going to change the way everything goes. But same thing. It's the same principle. A board's gone there, said it's not working. It's actually viable for us to sack you and it's not going to cost us much. Out you go. It's the same same situation yeah. where it it costs Spurs nothing. Like I, I can't I can't fathom that contract that you would sign it. But um, for me, it, it would have made more sense if United sacked Ollie than Nuno getting sacked at Spurs. But if Spurs think this is their man, as I've said, it just shows yeah. it just shows that Spurs have someone in mind they can get him and they've just gone. But they've there's done it no, in the past. There's no there's not there's no issue with us. Getting rid of him—that's the other thing. There's no, there's no downside to us sacking him. We're not, we're not out of, you know, we're not losing money no. by, by sacking him, and that's the main thing. And that's smart. Like from from a business perspective, I must they say, they are very smart. There. As much as I don't like, as much as I don't like Spurs, Daniel Levy as a business person gets it right all the time, pretty much every yeah. time, doesn't he? It's not he? good for the football like, club. It, it, whatever's, but it's good. Whatever is in the best interest of the club yeah. tends to happen. Yeah. And it's it's commendable, like, and he's done it for such a long period of yeah. time now too. Like, it's not one or two 100%. deals. It's I, I agree. Lot. And when I mean my statement, but it's not good for the football club. It's not good for the football for the football club. In terms of the football club and how it's being run, Daniel Levy is up there with the very best. Yeah, because he just yeah. eats out profit. 
knows how to get it done, and that Nuno sacking should have cost him $20, $30 million in compensation. It's cost him zero. So he gets it right I'd like to know how long his contract is for Nuno's. Oh, that's one thing maybe we can look into for next week, but I just don't know I, how, how long his deal I think was. It was, only, it was it two or four years. I'm tempted to say it was Surely two. they wouldn't have signed him. Yeah, it wouldn't have been no, four. It, it would have been two or three. Still would have got a heap of compensation. Yeah, 100%. Um, I mean, but yeah, look, any Premier League manager. I just think anyway. that what does this mean for like Newcastle, Man United, another team that maybe wants to you know change manager? If Conte goes, who's who's left? Takes a big one off the market. Who's yeah. left? Zidane. That's it, really. Like Newcastle, de- going to need a manager. Who they're going to get? Everyone expected Conte Who to knows? end up there. It hasn't happened. It now looks like he's off the Spurs. Yeah. Like, are they going to get Zidane? I feel like Zidane's one of those guys that would just look at the name more than anything. Go. Very United. Yeah. Oh, Man United. Yeah, I'll go Newcastle. I mean, Newcastle. Newcastle have the money to just pay someone out. That's the yeah, difference. Yeah, they, they could like, get if they could turn. That's why when I see Potter being linked to Newcastle, I'm like, if they paid Brighton enough money and Potter stayed up. What about Brendan? Same with Brendan at Leicester. Leicester's actually turning a little at the minute. It's turning sour. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. So, it would be the time for him to go. Brendan's character would be for him to stay and see it until whenever, if that means him getting. Imagine if Leicester. It could come to a mutual. It could, it could come it to could, a mutual agreement and then could. that turns straight into the Newcastle job. Imagine that. That would be huge. Could you imagine? Yeah. That would be big. Um, that, would, uh, that would make headlines. That would be. Just imagine the Newcastle versus Leicester like a week after. Oh. I'd be, I'd be watching that but I don't know I feel like Brendan's one of those managers that won't do that because of the character in him I feel like Brendan would rather wait yeah. to the end of the year or him to be sacked or him to be forced to resign um, yeah. I don't see him jumping shit but like Graham Potter I think could be tempted only because it, as much as I love Brighton and what they stand for and what's going on there and how well they're playing at the minute if you're Graham Potter you, you think like your best chance of winning a prem is going to be Newcastle, right? And you feel yeah. well, let's bring it back to yeah. let's bring it back to Spurs. Yeah. So if it's Conte, yeah, what do we? What should we expect from him? If it's Conte, we're expecting a five at the back, or be three at the back, three four yeah, three, yeah. isn't it? It's, it's the yeah. wing backs bombing on, whatever you want to call it, five three two, three four three, uh, a five two three, whatever way you want to label it. It's got to be that system with the wing backs all left and right mids bombing up and down, whichever way you want to go with it, right? I personally think it's got to be the 3-4-3, three, three, as in 5-2-3-2 two, two sort of version, very similar to what maybe Tuchel yeah. plays. Um, yeah. And I think the, it benefits Spurs in terms of getting the probably the most out of Regulon now, who we've barely seen. Yeah, and Emerson Royale yeah, as well. And it will give Emerson a chance to... I'm not as sold on Emerson as I am on Regulon. I feel like Emerson needs to kind of grow into it a bit more on the right-hand side. But it, he's kind of got guys that can do it to Conte at, fo- at wing-back. I don't know, centre-backs. The three centre-backs, I don't know. I, I have question marks over all of the centre-backs there. I have question marks in both midfielders. Conte's the sort of guy that probably is going to need a midfielder that is someone really strong, quick, nimble, and can just nick in and do everything, contact basically, right? But and they have not got that whatsoever. No, they don't. They don't have a box to box that's going to be able to bomb in and down alongside that sort of play either. I don't see no runners there from the middle of the park. I, I look up top and I'm yeah. like, well, Son and Kane is definitely a go. So maybe he might just play two up top and go with those two. I see that. But outside of that, who else do they really? I can got? see Son on the left though. Yeah, I see Son on the left in a system like and that. Then what you put more on the right? 
It's not the worst. Yeah. I'd rather have more as your bench player and then obviously going into someone a bit better, but... Yeah. I, I think... Uh, but then I think you've got to turn Endon Bele into a more box-to-box midfielder, I think, because his quality going forward is extremely He's good. Great. He's good and he's, When he's buzzing, he looks all right, and it's... Like, they're, they're lacking that... They need to yeah, get that true buzzing. box-to-box... They're just lacking that true box-to-box midfielder, aren't they, oh, really? They are. That's the, the key. Box-to-box or a big they ball don't have midfielder it. that just wins everything. And, like... Yeah, they're kind of stuck with like Harry Winks and guys that sit and sweep, um, and, like, sit deeper and play make. But really, when push comes to shove, to close the lines and press spaces in between the lines, they're not the sort of people. They don't hurry. Kind of like you, you need an Eric Dyer that's better than Eric Dyer. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Someone that isn't called Eric Dyer, but that's better than Eric Dyer that plays like Eric Dyer. That's got the same physical, same physical attributes, but yeah, <laughs> better on the 100% ball. hundred percent agree. Like that's probably what they need. This could spell the end of Eric Dyer at Spurs, by the way. I think it should, unless he's going to play at centre back, like in the middle of the three, uh, he might be able to resurrect a. Yeah, physically good enough. Maybe, bit of a Gary Cahill yeah, type. Yeah, it depends what they want you know. to do. There, maybe it depends what Conte might see. You might actually like someone like that there. I can see that. Yeah, a bit of experience. I can see that. Be I, I to think play. that would definitely not be like the first person you would get out. That's for sure. I yeah. think if it is Conte, then you got me. Just expect. I expect them to be a lot better defensively. Just I think with the current squad, it's not gonna be like overnight. No, I'd have to agree with you there. So, like, you're looking at what? So, say Dyer, Romero, Sanchez, Davis and Sanchez. I have, I have question marks over mm-hmm. Romero, and to be fair, Sanchez has been quite poor. He's so bad. I I do not rate him I at just, all. Um, I think Endon Bele has to start as one of your two yeah, midfielders with like who Harry yeah, Winks. Winks skip uh, lean with him. Uh, left hand side. This is what they need. You know who they? You know who they're missing? Who? It's just it's ironic. Moses is okay. Yeah, true. Yeah, fair. He would actually help. If you could go end on Ballet and Suzuko as a you two, could, I think they complement each other really I think you well. You get away with that, can't you? That would be not bad. And Suzuko is your dog runner that goes up and back and gives you energy, and then Endon Bele gives you that bit of class. I think that would have been a cool combination to see. I still think that might be still, still think he probably would need an out and out bull, you know. But Suzuko can yeah. do that. Yeah, Lepe, so there's those two, then your full backs are Regulon what? on the left. Julian and Emerson yeah, Royale. Regulon, Emerson probably on the right. What's well, that? Yeah, the other one? Tanganda, whatever, what is his name? Tanganda, he's more of a yeah, centre back. He probably plays in the three. Yeah, Sanchez, yeah, Sanchez probably drop, put him in there. Yeah, he takes out Sanchez. Yeah, yeah I take Sanchez out. So Tanganga, Romero, Dyer, say as a back yeah. three. Um, the only place they don't need anything then, in is keeper. Loris is good. And then you're looking and your front at front three is up front. Son, Kane, and um, Lucas, Lucas. Mora, and like you, Conte would get by with that. Where's the depth there though in the squad? No That's depth. the thing. But Lacelso doesn't really fit this mold unless he plays central. So he probably goes. Deli Alley probably goes. I don't see him fitting this mold either. Um, unless you can play him on a wing, but you're chucked out. So very good creative. I think Deli needs to go. I think he needs a lead There's no other strikers no, they, they, as they, well. They is struggle. there really? That's why I'm like, if they could sell Kane for 100 million right now, they would take that. But what does a hundred million get you in this market? Nothing, though? That's the nothing thing. though. But I feel like they could at least get. They have to spend four hundred million to put a squad they together. Could get it put towards a squad. 
Who plays? Yeah, but like, what <laughs> players do they target? Who do you get in? Who, who? Well, you're looking at a midfielder. Oh, look, I think they look. You're looking at a. You're looking at a Benesa from AC Milan, or you're looking for, you know, a real, you know, just up and coming central midfielder that's gonna do everything defensively for yeah. you. Put your all your eggs in Jude. That, that's that's the Put key. All your eggs in that's Jude the key, Bellingham. isn't it? Just do it. Yeah, and he's more of an attacking midfielder yeah. though. That's you the, need a ball winner, don't you? That's the issue there. You need a, honestly. I'd be going to Leeds and saying, well, "How much for Kevin Phillips?" Yeah, that's smart. Declan Rice, hundred million done. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be buying Declan Rice. I don't think if you're Declan Rice, you're not going to go from West Ham. No, to, I don't think. Uh, I don't think Declan either. Rice is ever leaving West Ham at the minute because they are unreal. But you need that sort of player. But you need that sort of player. I could definitely see. I could definitely see Kevin Phillips. I could see Phillips Leeds going, struggling. Yeah. Done his time there. Um, the issue is he's from the area, though. That's the other problem. Um, would he want to leave? Maybe not. But you know, the opportunity to play in Europe is probably uh, more likely through Spurs, Spurs than it is at I Leeds at the moment. So, well. yeah. Oh, I'm just trying to think from what clubs are struggling too. But there's not really anyone um, out of the ordinary. No, that's there's no big name that, really apart from Calvin that kind of pops off your head that's struggling. Yeah, and then obviously you can look around Europe as well, yeah. but. I think I think that's the perfect signing for if, Spurs if they to be honest in January. System, I mean, it won't even be January, so it'd be next if, year. If it plays Conte's system, then it's Calvin Phillips. Yeah. I think so. I'd have to agree. And then you're probably looking at the centre back, and you're probably looking at probably someone to play on the right. And then if you sell Kane, you need a striker. So maybe then you keep Kane. I think you just move Sun Central though, and you just pray you've got someone in your academy or someone that's coming through, or is Troy Parrott ready to make that step up? Or yeah. Um, Dane, apparently Dane Scarlett like I know it's funny because I use him in a fan but apparently what, he's actually been really good in the academy apparently he's been making some what's, decent what's progress in the 23s anyway, Brian Gill Brian Gill oh yeah I haven't seen I haven't him I haven't seen him at all I'm just trying to think because he obviously on FM is always yeah. unbelievable too when you mentioned FM yeah. I'm like what is Brian Gill he's doing? a right winger yeah, too he can play out wide so maybe he slots in maybe he's injured I don't know but we'll, I think they've got Bergwin too Dane's I don't rate him. Um, I've seen Scarlett on the bench a few times uh, this season uh, for Spurs. So I'm thinking maybe... Well, Nuno must have thought highly of him. It's whether... Um, no, we haven't mentioned Ben so Davies and all this, but he's not good enough for Spurs. Uh, I mean... In game, I mean, he played at the weekend. Um, so in games where you need an experienced head, he made his name in a three. So Maybe he plays. You know, he three. might suit the system better. Because he's, he's like... Like a Marcus Alonso, isn't he? Really, um, picks his moment. He, he, really well. he prefers that attacking role. He doesn't. He's not a great defensive fullback. He's more of the I'm gonna get forward and put crosses in. And I mean, he's not quick anymore, but he would rely on his experience and his positioning to put himself in good areas. But I could see him doing a job, you know, for 12, 18 months. Yeah, depends. Depends what Conte wants to do with it and how quickly he wants to do with it. You know, do all his business. That's the I thing. think he would, because Conte, he'd be like, let's do it all now. Personally. Yeah, that's how he's always I operated, though. Think it's going to be that. He's a win now. Yeah. He's a win now guy, you know. That's if, he's, great, if it's so. Conte and he came in tomorrow, where would Spurs end up? Would they be fighting for Champions League from here? Or where, what, uh, what would you expect? Like, where would. Six, seven, yeah, eight. Yeah, I still think they'd finish around the six, seven, eight mark, still. And that's not. Conte being poor, it's more the fact that I think it's a more than just a one window transitional buy people in. 
Yeah, and it's the teams around them are set. Oh, yeah. That's the and other You're thing. not cracking the four. I think that's definitely going to be Liverpool, City, Chelsea, and then you got probably United probably still finishing the four anyway, right? And I don't think Spurs at the minute, with the squad they have, are getting anywhere close to that. No way. So... No. And to be quite fair, at the minute, I'm ranking Arsenal a bit more than Spurs at the minute as well. We've got West Ham in West that. West Ham's in that mix. That category. Yeah. And there's other teams <coughs> that can take points off Spurs at any given day. I'm not saying that Conte is going to come in and change that either, but I just feel like there's a bigger period of rebuild than I think people expect there at Spurs. Yeah. So I st- It's going to take probably 18 months just to oh, get look, rid of the Deadwood deadline and bring players in. If Conte's there for two years, I, all of a sudden I'm thinking, okay, when are Spurs going to actually just challenge? Right, but yeah, hmm, I don't know. I feel like it's an interesting one because they're in so many competitions still as well. So there's like football with left, right, and center. I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing for them because you lose that opportunity to to really um, train and, and understand a philosophy because you're in that play mode coming in now into the Christmas period yeah, as well. Like you just don't get a break, like. This in this international break is gonna be the only opportunity they get to have a few days to try and implement a style. Oh yeah, and then there's the busy period, and then it's just play, recover, play, recover. So, oh, I'm really intrigued. Oh, I really am, to be honest, to see where this goes it, and, and how. I it really goes hope it is Conte just to watch it all unfold. I mean, it just makes the Premier League a bit better, it doesn't does. it? If it's Conte it too, you, you add another quality manager into the mix, brings the level of competition up. Conte's a proven proven winner and I just find it ironic that he's like followed Mourinho hasn't he Pretty like much. done the Chelsea job gone away won things come back gone the Spurs like it would have been like, it would have been funny if he went back to Chelsea first but yeah, um, I yeah I'm excited I'm very excited I like, I like Conte's good for the league though he brings this year's you know, been he's great so funny. So, I love this his... year's been so great for that too in the Prem we've got everything at the minute like literally everything yeah, it's, it's the best league in the world by mile yeah I agree Anything else we want to tick off there on that run sheet pool? I reckon we've kind of covered um, most of that, haven't we? I just yeah, think, I reckon. Yeah, look, I just think if it Conte... Time to shift into some questions. Yeah, if Conte goes, sorry Newcastle, sorry United, uh, that's probably your number one target gone. Maybe that's the, the thinking with Spurs too. Maybe they've gone, shit, we don't want to miss him. Like They've, they've seen what it's like with Nuno. Like if Conte was available and we were looking for a manager... Oh, I would be up in arms going, come on, Liverpool, go grab him. So, don't, yeah, don't let him go yeah, somewhere yeah. else. That's the yeah, big one. Get, don't let him go. Get to your rival. business done. I think it's smart by Spurs. I think it's unlucky on Nuno, but that's my final word on it. He was just a puppet in yeah, the end, he was. wasn't he? That he, just had to buy the he time. He was just the man, the caretaker, the glorified caretaker. Yeah, Ryan Mason 2.0. Do you want to yep. start us off with first JS question? JS reckons, what are three realistic signings Conte should make? So we're going to base this one, I think, on Spurs as well, Paul, while we're here in Spurs. Yeah. Because it looks like that's yep. where he's heading. I think when this question was asked, JS, it was right before the news broke. Uh, with Nuno. JS actually broke the news to me in stream. So um, I think with Calvin Phillips, we agreed on straight off the bat. Yeah. And then I'm thinking centre-back, um, and then I'm thinking... I'm thinking a wide man, and that's just a question of like, who in the prem would you like look at and go for? At centre back, I'm looking at guys that are either at top clubs not playing but are good enough to play, right? Which yeah. to be quite fair, I don't think if you're Spurs you want to take from there, or you want to go and get someone that is absolutely unreal at the minute, 
Maybe he's not playing at the like. The they're not going to have the money to go and buy top end elite, are they? So they're going to have to be a bit smarter. If I'm Spurs, I'm taking Nathaniel Phillips from us. Yeah, I am thinking that Phillips in the middle of a three would be good. Imagine I'm him just out. commanding yeah. that defense yeah, and a little with bit Tangunga of, and yeah, Romero. Someone that's a little bit more vocal and someone that's a bit of a leader. And yeah. they probably lap that at the back, but he has to play in the middle of the three. If you're looking for someone on the widest side of the three, you need someone with a bit more pace, a little bit more nip, nippy. But I think that yeah. Phillips is definitely one that they could probably go for. Um, I would yeah. agree with that. I'm just trying to think others around in the league that could do that sort of thing. Probably not in that quality or level that has that experience playing for a big club. Yeah, it's pretty rare to find yeah. um, guys at that level. I'm thinking maybe on loan, maybe. They might look at the Chalibur at Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, if, they, if they could offer yeah, him as a wide you know, regular first team as football. As a wide centre back. Yeah. Yeah. Has, yeah. She's seen his quality on the ball too. Yeah, he's, um, good, he's good. He's so, a good player, good runner, can chase over his shoulder. I'll rate that one too. There's definitely two options. As a midfield option, I'd be going after Donny van der Beek. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. If it's not Calvin Phillips, Donny van der Beek's yeah. up there as well. Why not get both if you can? I, I don't understand what's going on with Man United and Donny van der Beek, but surely you'd get him at a cut price deal. You'd have yeah. to, yeah. So, so that's my suggestion for a midfielder. And then what? We're looking wide men on the right. Who's carving up the league at the minute? Would you take a punt on like an Emblemo? Murray Gray, if you could get him. But he's only just moved, obviously. But Man. someone that could just be as direct as Damari Gray. You know, he, but the thing with Damari was he's ne- he never really showed no, he it didn't. at all. Until so, now, really. You know, I mean, not that he didn't show it. He had glimpses where he looked really good, mm-hmm. but... Um, Needed the opportunity to shine, and he's had that opportunity. So it could be someone that just comes out of nowhere too. You know, that's the thing. Um, I don't see any of the promote like the promoted sides. I don't see an Embuemo leaving in January. If Brentford get, would go down, I could definitely see that happening. Yep. But I see. That. I don't know who else? There's no, there's no one that jumps out to me um, as like young, up and coming guys. Whether you could. Get Gallagher away from Chelsea at the end of the year. That could be an option be as well. But I don't think. I think the way he's playing at Palace, he'd be stupid. Um, maybe an Odson Edward. Did he go? He signed, he, didn't he? He's he not alone. Signed, he signed. I'm just trying to think. Like, yeah, that's not happen. God. Oh, what's the other guy's name? Oh, there's another guy at Palace, young guy. They just oh, signed him from oh, Reading. Oh, what's his Re- name? I know exactly who you're on about. He looks really good too. He looks class. I've got his, I'll get his um, name here Don't worry I'll get his name here Don't worry Yeah Yeah young winger He's not starting That's the thing it for me with an M, he's coming like on Mac- making Oh M-A-T No not, not Matata Not Matata It's like Reed Not Reed It's like Reader World Or something I don't know I'll try to find it in a minute But um, He looks unbelievable When he comes off the bench Let me get your Palace's Match day squad up I just want to have a quick so look sh- Is he someone I'd go for Who would you be looking Street, at Matea Aru Benteke Edward What comes up on that list up front Maybe he's being listed as a midfielder on, um, on Fantasy FPL. I'll go look for it. You you give me your I suggestions. I just think it, it depends what they want to do if they want to buy someone outright or maybe get them on loan. If Harvey Elliott became available on loan after his injury to play out wide, I think that's worth a punt, personally. Another Liverpool one that yeah. I'd throw out there. But I'd be looking around at other clubs. Who could you lure and who could you get in? Um, would you be able to, maybe not right now, but in a year's time, an Emmy Bundia out wide if they kept struggling yeah, at Aston Villa? You know, someone like that. Villa struggled for the rest of the year. The name that I was looking for, the name I was looking for was Michael Elise. Okay. That's the one. There you go. Shout, Paul. Right. Fair enough. Um, and then I'm looking at, like, other wingers in the league that, you know, are okay. 
If you think Lucas Moura is good enough, I, I, you know, who else do you punt on? Maybe you punt on someone that's just going to be a bit more direct and quick. Do you give Zaha a new? I think you got to go outside the Premier League. Or do you just yeah? Uh, I don't know. You got to go outside the Premier League. There's no value in the nah. Premier League. You're paying premiums. Yeah. So outside of the Prem, I wouldn't go and put a name out there just yet as well, JS. I would think that's one for them to scout and see who they get linked with, and then we can go. Oh yeah, that would fit, or maybe no. Yeah. Um, like a Zakaria in the midfield, yeah. maybe, from Mitch and Gladbach. Uh, I don't think they're going to let him go, maybe but El Shirari would fit Conte's system as a winger. Yeah, yeah. He, a bit older now, yeah. though. But to come in and just do the job for minute one. Yeah. You have enough understanding of yeah, it, too. Because, because yeah, I'm easily. just thinking Italian link there has played in a similar system before previously in the Serie A. Just think... Don't be surprised if some of those Inter boys jump ship. Yeah, well. I know that too. I think Conte has some pulling power from there. Who they could take the whole Inter squad. Who knows? Could bring like a Vicino yeah. defensive bad, midfielder. Bad. He would I wouldn't fit. say Barella, but fit. imagine Nico Barella. Oh, sorry, I don't think Barella's coming. But Vicino would nah, fit. But Vicino could get Vicino a job. Vicino would fit yeah. as the defensive option. That's another shout. Yeah. There you go, JS. More than three realistic signings for you, mate. <laughs> but it'd be, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with Conte. All right. Yeah, and it's just a wait and see. It's oh, just going to be a wait and see. Like, and I think same. We said it with Rafa and Newcastle and all the rest of it. It's a lot of things in the Premier League at the moment are wait and see. It's you know, there's lots of question marks, and that's what's making the league fun because every week I feel like there's something different to look yeah, out for because there's so it. much happening. Oh, it's great. This year's been yeah. actually a lot of fun. Like this year's been just to sit back, and it's been nice for us because. More often than not, we've just gone through the gears um, as, as Liverpool. Yeah. So it's been nice to, to see everyone else doing everything else and we just, just kind of click yeah, along and nice. do our thing. Yeah. All right, next question, Paul. All right, what next? I reckon we'll hit that one in the um, because I kind of understand what Jim's saying, even though it's worded horribly. Yeah, do you want to or decode this so one So he's gone from a chairman's perspective. Why haven't Arsenal and United pulled the trigger on Arteta and Oli? Is there a financial aspect to it? They don't want to preserve till the end of the season and, you know, see what happens by the end of the year, but risk European spots. Think Dim's trying to say, why hasn't a chairman seen that Spurs is going to go for Conte and then why not have pulled the trigger either earlier or now to then try and get Conte in under Spurs' nose? So as we said before, yeah, I'm try- the big reason why Spurs have pulled the trigger is because it doesn't cost exactly. them anything. Exactly, and I feel like you said it in there, is uh, their financial aspect huge. Oh, I reckon it would be massive, especially for Oli. I don't know about Arteta because he's a bit weighed down. Did he sign a new deal? Um, I don't think he did. I, I reckon he signed an extension after they won the FA Cup. Yeah, so uh, it's still, there's, still money, small there's still money that would have to be paid to Arteta as well. So it could be an option. I think those sort of clubs, I've, look, for me, Arsenal aren't going to pay whatever they but don't But the, the ownership's different yeah. too of those clubs. Like Levy, Levy is so hands-on. Yeah. And the Cron- like I'm use, um, it's because they're so yeah. geographically close. The Cronkies are not hands on no. for them. They're not losing money. They've actually turned a corner, as we said before. And Arteta's not causing them any problems. Oh, you can't so, sack Arteta at the minute. He's the most informed manager in the Prem. Yeah, but e- even a month ago when we were talking about have the wheels fallen off, they like the the Arsenal board and never panic because they don't care. No, they don't. Like they, they established that. That's just the that sounds harsh. But that's just what I it is. Like, I've just stood back for long enough to know. They don't, they don't no, give a don't shit. Care. Until they stop making a profit. They don't care. But it's all about bottom change. dollar there. Right? And for yeah. me, that means Arteta's not getting the sack as a chairman because it's bottom dollar out of your pocket. So 
yeah. yeah. And like now, and then if he does well, then it's a yeah, bonus. And he's doing well at the minute. Yes, they've had easy fixtures, but he's built a base, and Arsenal's Arsenal. In terms of United putting the trigger of Oli, they could have done it after Liverpool, and they had every right to do it after Liverpool. But if their reason is is that they're going to back him to the end of the year, then they that that's the bed they make. That's the bed they've got to lie in, right? And they've now lied yeah. in the bed. It's now too late. They did that with Louis Van Gaal yeah. too. There was talks, talks, talks. He won the FA Cup. Oh, he finished fifth. Oh, see you yeah, later. Right. And I feel like with United, if they're going to make that choice, they now have to stick by that choice. It's now too late to go, right, out you go, Conte, let's go. Because I think now Conte is definitely that deep in discussions with Spurs. It'd be like, are you just reacting to the fact that I'm moving the Spurs or are you really actually just trying to sweep me off my feet and get a better deal here? What, Which one is it? And I think if you're Conte, you're better off sticking with Spurs if it's this deep in discussions than jumping ship to United yeah. who are probably rushing to get you in. Um... United's going to go with the Zidane or Bust yeah, method, I think, I think so at this point. I think so too, as well. And I feel like that for United, they're probably thinking, end of the year, Zidane, let's go. I think that's yeah. what they're thinking. I don't think it's them risking European spots. And to be quite fair, if you're Arsenal, your best chance of making Europe at the minute is Arteta. Um, and I don't think United squad is going to be allowed to drop outside of Europe <laughs> at all. So I feel like that side of the oh, question... definitely not going to miss That Europe. side of the question, Dim, I don't think they're risking European spots. They might be risking some Champions League spots if you're United. I personally think they finish fourth. Um, but, yeah. Uh, interesting, interesting worded question. I think we deciphered it, and I think we got there. No, they're not sacking him. Yeah. Yes, they're not sacking him because of the money. Yes... They're not sacking him because Arteta's doing a good job. No, they're not sacking him because of European spots. They're not sacking him because of the other reasons. Europe doesn't come into it because they're both going to make Europe. Oh, Arsenal probably will. We'll wait and see. When you're talking about conference as well, yeah. though, you're talking oh, yeah. about and I, I, that's what I'm right. Arsenal seven, finished seven. That's European football. So there you are. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you there. What yeah, up? it was a weird question, Dim. And then... One more big one that we haven't really touched on. So, from Luca, will Brentford crumble without David Raya in there? So, net? first things first, Brentford, by the way, unreal start to the Prem. I think they're taking it in their own way, in their own stride. They're going out in certain games, they're being a little bit more pragmatic, like Arsenal day one. They know what they have to do to get a result. And then they'll go and play their football where they need to and really shock teams. And, like, to be fair, if it wasn't for Mendy, they would have beaten Chelsea. So, playing, yeah, their, play, playing their football. So, for me, unbelievable from Brentford. But a big part of that is they have had a slightly high expected goal, you know, expected goal against, right? If you look at the and stats, Raya makes and saves Raya too. is a very good keeper. And the fact that he's out till March, I think it is, because he's broken something in his shin. It might be a fibula or a tibula or something like that. It's a longer term injury. Um, that's huge, man. That's if it all goes and well. And I believe too, their backup keeper is also injured. So I think their third choice keepers playing now, like because they're probably looking at someone in January. Yeah, think, can you get can you get by till yeah, Christmas? Yeah, and then they're probably going to get someone in January because it's like is, is it Goodmanson Unmanson as their backup? Or, sure. Just trying to think. Maybe that's an op- opportunity for like Adrian or something. Yeah, maybe that is. But like if you go to Brentford here, yeah, it's um, it is yeah, it, Gunnison is out injured too, and he's Gunnison. It, well, the guy that was from Arsenal. He's joining, you know, he's joined Viking online. He's at the end. Oh, so he's, this guy's not even at the club anymore. Oh, he's not at yeah. the club. So, who even is their backup? Right, that's the question. I would not have a clue. Right. Who else have they got there? They got Cox anyway. and Fernandez, and I believe Fernandez was injured. Maybe he's just come back from injury. So, regardless, I think they are going to yeah, struggle. Yeah, look, the, at the end of the day, the fact we don't know who their number two keeper is. 
kind of highlights Luke. Might change the way they play a little bit, though, too. Pardon? They might try and sit in a bit deeper yeah. and force teams and think, a bit wider and try and protect a bit Frank's more. good enough to do that, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's a bit of a tinker yeah, man, isn't Yeah, I he? love him. I love watching the way Brentford go about it. I hope they don't crumble, because I really hope they stay in the Premier. It'd be so cruel that they... And they start building. It'd be so cruel if Brentford don't stay in the Premier because Raya was long-term injured. They couldn't get a replacement in, and they just shipped goals because of keeper issues. I think they won't yeah. crumble. I feel like their squad is better, is good enough to handle any keeper there. They might as well throw one of the young kids in. And, like, the till, the end, till January, and then they got somewhere that they need to buy. Yeah, then just look for an experienced guy that's not playing or Adrian. just come in and stop stop gap. Oh, I mean, you ideally for a starting for a short term starting option, you probably want a bit better than Adrian, don't you? Oh, uh, I think for a short. He does not. Oh, he doesn't fill me with no, confidence. He does. That's the only he thing. He doesn't fill me with confidence. He does not Who fill me with confidence. Who else would you take the backup keeper somewhere? That you think's good? Could you lure uh, Kepper away without? Romero game time but I feel like Kepa wouldn't go down Sergio Romero why is he still at Man United I don't United? understand any of that what's Henderson doing you know what's what I mean? Henderson doing at United actually you get him on loan for six yeah, months yeah man like, that, that would, there's a loan deal that's huge with a World Cup around the corner yeah I think he would take that too because De Gea's really established that number one role yeah, hasn't right. he too now it, it, was that, either, it, was, that United. it was either going to be at the start of the year Henderson was one or not we did not know and De Gea's clearly still number one so yeah, and he's actually looked good too to Aya this year. I'll give him yeah, that. Yeah, he's had his days where he's looked good. It's not that the Aya evolved, yeah. but Aya is still quality when he, when he wants to be. What other keepers would you take? Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. Keepers that are good enough to start in the Prem that are really good. Would you take a punt on Leno? But how much would Arsenal want? I don't think he would leave yet. Not now. He'd still want to fight. I think, I think. he's going to go in January. I mean, Ramsdale looks fantastic, oh, though. Man, what a keeper. But, um... Yeah, look, Raya is a big out. It'd be interesting to see what Brentford do without Raya for the foreseeable future. Maybe they'll sit in a bit deeper. I personally think they won't change a thing and just trust whoever they put in goals. And unless they're making... They're a very system-oriented yeah, team, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, and unless they're making errors at the at, in between the sticks, then the centre-backs will have it, trust with the keeper and they'll be fine. Um, I do think that yeah. in January they will need to buy someone and that someone's got to understand that when Raya's coming back fit and if he starts... Firing in training, whatever he has a number one role coming next year. He could just be a free agent that just wants to come in for you know for the rest of the I season and just be like know they're going to be the number two, but for you know a short period of time they're going to have to step in and, and play for three months. For the best is a six month loan to, for Henderson because oh that'd be a fantastic. It means like, if you're not if you're united though, do you want to let him? Are you prepared to let him go? Like in case something happens, probably not. Yeah. And that, that's where that's I sort of like to. Like in it theory, how much they put, uh, how much pressure Henderson puts on United, let him go. Yeah, but the fact that he went back there shows like he wants to I be there. I think he went back there because like, I, if I was him, I never would have gone think back. I he went back there because I think he honestly believed he would have been number one over De Gea because of how poor De Gea was last year. Yeah, I mean he sat there now. For, this is his second season there after Sheffield. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, maybe he might force a move. Who knows? It'll be an interesting one. Look, um, it's another great talking point to see what Brentford do without a keeper now and what they will maybe do in the January window. Another really nice one. you got to think, January's only a couple months away. be interesting yeah, to see well, what, they, what the rumours start circulating there. But, Luca, will they crumble? I think they're good enough with the team they have to not crumble. Yeah, I have to agree too. Um, I think there's a few other teams that look a lot worse they, they, than oh, they do. Yeah, 
they're good enough to take points from the teams so around. My prediction for Norwich not to get past ten points is still on. So <laughs> they're they're dreadful. Oh mate, they? they're they got to get eight points this year. Eight. We could do a whole podcast on Norwich. <laughs> I, I oh my, it's 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 whatever. Oh god, and in my football manager say anyway. Falcon got Bielsa's job at Leeds after Norwich became tenth in the first year in the Prem. Oh my god, but unreal. That's I love cold. it. It's so good. But yeah. So I think for next week, we might need to organise our Premier League Goats oh, 11 there is some, podcast, There is some interest for that, by the way. There is. So I, I'm excited. I've about that on stream three times in a row now, as if this is happening. Yes, what plays you're putting in, what's the criteria. And to be quite fair, I feel like the criteria is going to be guys that are really good that were OG, Guys that were really, really bad deserve a mention because they were really, really bad. And then probably guys that we just love to watch because of who they were. Yeah, that cult hero yeah, status. Yeah, like, you know, yes. guys like... We're going to have Balotelli, Mark Noble, and probably, uh, you know, um, Bamba at centre-back all in the same team. It's going to be great. God. It's going to be, be something. There's going to be a, a long, fun episode. <laughs> I reckon we're going to end up gonna... picking 17 players a squad. We might have to bring a full squad each, I reckon. Maybe that's what we should do. What we should do, or I can, what we'll do is... Get names. We'll all have to br- bring a squad together and then we debate over who fills the, 11. the starting 11 and spots. Look, if you want to be part right. of that, guys, links down below. Get your teams get, in. Get, get, get your get, squads in. Just a player. Get in the Discord. Let us know in the PD Sports podcast section. And uh, we'll definitely get them in there. There's some names that are definitely, definitely, definitely going to pop on. I think anyone Premier League era, so even if you want to go back to like 1998, 7, 6, 5. stands yeah, out. Yeah, something stands out. For me, that's like your But yeah. Yeah, or the wild yeah, wild. Another one. Unreal. Oh, I'm, I'm so keen. I'm keen for that one. I know Dom is too. He's mentioned it a few times and yeah. Yeah. It's great. Alrighty, so do you want to start your goodbyes as we wrap this episode up? Yeah, of course. Up? So uh, guys, it's always been a pleasure. It's been a great little pod, this one. Nuno's gone. But we are, we're going to be back next week with some more fantastic podcast action. So go get in the Discord. Let us know. It's all going to be below this pod. Wherever you're watching it from, there's going to be links down below. Go give us a rate as well. But more importantly, guys, Paulie's got content out in the minute. I've got content out in the minute. YouTube, Twitch, find it all. It is all kicking off. Different sort of games. All in the Discord. It's all everywhere. And look, from Damer, I'll see you next time. You can ride us off, Paul. Beautiful. And... From myself, that wraps up episode 33. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed it. We enjoy making them for you every week. And make sure you get your Premier League GOAT players in the Discord so that you can be involved in next week's podcast. And we'll catch you there. Catch you later.